Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So, Matt, what do you call a bear that has lost all its teeth? Oh, I think I've heard this. I don't know. It's a gummy bear. <laughs> You're coming back strong. I like that one. I like that one. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Now. Pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is Graveyard Tales. <laughs> All right, here we are again, everybody. So guess what, Matt? What's that? This is episode 100. 100! Woo! Right? Can you believe we actually made it to episode 100? No. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't believe we've made it to a hundred episodes. It it doesn't it doesn't feel like a hundred episodes until I start going back and going, Oh yeah, I remember yeah. we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. But and, and you gotta think that's more than just a hundred weeks that we've been right. doing it because we, you know, take breaks, there's time off and all that. So we've been doing this for a little while and I can't enjoying even, I, every minute of it. I think back because I tell people and I, I can't, I can't ever remember how long we've been doing it. You know, I just, I'm like, yeah, we've been doing it for a while, <laughs> yeah. a couple of years, I think, you know, yeah. <laughs> Seem, seems like we've been doing it forever. It's yeah, I know. I mean, it's just like, I can't remember not doing it. Yeah, and it's actually, I was thinking about that the other day, and I had to go look up um, when our email was created, when the social media pages were created, and all that to see kind of when we first started getting the ball rolling on it, you know. Um, And I remember we got a Twitter out there and put a podcast that will be coming you know, in mm-hmm. a month or so, whatever, whatever BS I put on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but one thing to remember is we would have never done a hundred episodes without you guys. Absolutely and, not. And all of the, the graveyard members out there, you're the reason we're at a hundred. So thank you. Yes, thank it's been, you. It's been an amazing ride, and I look forward to doing 100 more. Yeah, at least 100 more, maybe 200, you know? Yeah. We'll yeah. do 200, and then by that time, we'll be completely insane, <laughs> and the phenomena that we talk about will have overtaken us, and we'll be in an institution somewhere. I'd love to be able to do this long enough for something that we've talked about to get proven. Yes, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Wouldn't that be great? We found Bigfoot. <laughs> yes. We're validated, finally. <laughs> Look at this skeleton we drug out of Loch Ness. Right. Can you believe it? <laughs> right. Man, that would be fantastic. Um, 
But like Matt said, thank you guys for sticking with us. And we know there are some of y'all that have been around since day one, right. since that Friday the 13th that we dropped our very first episode. And, you know, we can't thank you guys enough. Um, and along with the thanks, we would like to thank everybody who has gone to iTunes or, you know, Spotify or whatever and given us a review. Um, that's a very big deal. Um it helps push us up the charts, and that's actually, again, that's what helps us to keep doing this. That's right. And, and, you know, I don't know why, but it helps when you write something in the review. So if you have not given us a review, go give us a review and then type something in the review. You can write anything. You can give us a recipe to bread pudding. It doesn't matter. As long as there are words in there, it helps, and but I don't hey, know why. But do that. Because I need a good recipe for bread pudding. So no joke, no joke. <laughs> if, if you, you have got good one, recipes, you send me, yeah. <laughs> just put it in the comments on your review. As we'll exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, any any recipe you have, do that, and we'll we'll get. I mean, if you have uh, recipes for flan or whatever you want to do, you know, we'll we'll take it. Diet flan. No diet flan. That's just that's <laughs> that's just whipped fat is all that is, and you get a spoonful <laughs> of it. Um. So, yes, please go uh, give us a review if you haven't. It really helps us out. Um, I got a quick recommendation for you guys uh, since it's episode 100. Um, I thought I would give a recommendation of something that y'all might like. It's a book called What If by Randall Monroe, and it's serious scientific answers to absurd hypothetical questions. And I think everybody would love it. He He takes, he's got a website, and he gets these questions sent to him. And he'll give a serious, like he looks into it. So it's a serious answer. But a question is like, what if everybody, everybody on the whole world gathered in Rhode Island and jumped at the same time? What would happen? <laughs> um, and he actually gets into the scientific answer about that. I wonder if he does the thing about all the all the toilets flushing at the same time during halftime of the Super Bowl. You ever heard that thing? Yeah, I have. I, I haven't got through the whole book yet, so he might. But um, it's a, it's fantastic, um, and I think everybody would like it. So it is on Audible. If you don't like actually using your eyeballs, or you don't have time to use your eyeballs, um, go check it out. What if by Randall Monroe? Um, and not a sponsor. Um, I wish he'd sponsor us, but he's not a sponsor. I just think it's a good book. Um, remember that we have a live event coming up July 18th with Hillbilly Horror Stories in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Um, we want to see all of you guys out there that can make it. Um, we, we think it's going to be a, a great time and we think y'all are going to have fun, not only at the show, but just around Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg and everything. Yeah, it'll be great. Come on out. Well, you know, we've, we've been pushing this, you know, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge is a lot of fun. Um, I think it'll, it, it would be a good trip and the bonus is you get to hang out with Adam and myself. So. And what a bonus. I mean, <laughs> and I couldn't think of anything better to do on a vacation than hang out with Matt and I. <laughs> we're a lot of, we're a lot of fun. I promise. Uh, yeah. Funny looking, but yeah, my too. daddy always told me looks don't count. So, <laughs> um, and real quick, another thanks before we get into it. We'd like to thank Jeff for helping us out with some research on this episode. Um, it was very valuable to have him help us out because sometimes, believe it or not, uh, life over here in the graveyard gets super busy and we get a lot of a lot of plates spinning. 
And sometimes it helps to have someone else get in there and see what they can find as well. So thanks, Jeff, for giving us a hand. On that note, Matt, what are we talking about tonight, brother? Okay, so I did not write some fancy flowery intro to this. Thank God. I mean... This topic kind of speaks for itself. I think it's something that everybody is familiar with. They've seen pictures and heard stories. Tonight, Adam and I are going to discuss crop circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, every, everybody, I think, knows what a crop circle is. We've all seen a crop circle. Um, if you don't, you will by the end of this. You'll know by the end. That's right. Um, but there's still not a lot known or understood about how they appear, why they appear, you know, is there a hidden message in there? You know, is is someone trying to communicate to us from another planet or another dimension? Uh, we're going to dig into all that. There's a so, lot of theories. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have my own. So yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, uh, I don't think anybody listening uh, would doubt that we have our own theory about oh, something. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and Adam shared his with me before the show, and it's pretty good. It's 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 pretty good. I I like it. I'm I'm a little partial to it though. So, like Matt was saying, we're talking crop circles. So we gotta we gotta first talk about what is a crop circle. Um, it's a circle in crops. There we go. Next question. Now, just kidding. So a crop circle is geometric patterns that appear mysteriously in crop fields. The crop is not cut. It's usually laid flat. And most often it's in a swirled type pattern, um, you know, going around in circles rather than just laid over flat um, in a straight line. Sometimes there are lines, but we'll get into that more. Um, Most patterns, they say, appear in cereal crops which are wheat and barley, um, but some of them have been known to occur in smaller numbers in oilseed rape, maize, linseed, grass, and even borage. And there's several more that sporadically have had crop circles in them, but most of the time it's going to be in a cereal crop, wheat or barley. And, you know, it's one of the coolest things to see, you know, those Count Chocula farmers out there (laughs) <laughs> bringing in their crops <laughs> yeah i mean what what's even better you get all these uh new cereals out that's just what happens when like count chocula and the shredded wheat crop kind of cross germinate <laughs> and you get those chocolate shredded wheats which are awesome by the way i they just had a bowl of them. Yeah. <laughs> i just threw those down my throat a little bit ago so that's why it came up yes Cereal cast coming up next. So graveyard. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to shout out the name of this, but there is a show, there is a podcast, and it's not bad um, about guys who discuss cereal. Of course, there is. Yeah, and and I would love it. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I, I haven't listened to all of them. I've checked out a couple. Not bad, but uh, I, that just you said that, and I had to go. We would not be the first <laughs> ones to do that. <laughs> We, we also need to look at when and where do these crop circles occur. Now, they happen most often in the UK, and that's where most of this data that we're going to be talking about comes from. There have been some that have happened in the US, but most of the time they come from the UK for some reason. 
Yeah, we're going to discuss the ones in the U.S. in a little bit. Right. Um, and my theory kind of holds a little water to why they would happen more often in the U.K. Uh, but anyway, now they obviously have to occur during a growing season. So they can't happen in the winter. They have to happen in a growing season. So in the UK, usually the first circles can start to appear April and May. Um, and they usually reach their height in July and August. So that it's got a large window where these things can occur. Um, now in the UK, most circles occur in the County of Wiltshire, but it can happen countrywide uh, if you're actually looking for it. Now, in the early season, April and May, numbers are kind of few, but it gradually builds as summer moves on. Um, and actually, several circles can appear on one night. So it's not like you're stuck. One night, you get one crop circle. You could have several in one field, or you could have several spread out over many fields. Now, Crop circles do seem to kind of congregate around ancient sites. Many circles appear close to stone circles, barrows, earthworks, and other landmarks. Stonehenge and Avebury have actually had a lot of crop circles near them over the years. Yeah, and there and there are some theories that crop circles occur around ley lines. Um, yeah. And along certain energy fields of the earth um, that some people say they're undetectable, but there's an energy field right here that's produced by the earth. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. We, we, we get all that, but, um, but the, the idea of, of, of ley lines and combined with ancient sites, it's very curious. I mean, it, it, there's there's a lot of things that that go on along these ley lines, and we know that you know there are ley lines that connect Stonehenge to all kinds of things. You right, know, there's right. there's a ley line that that runs right through where uh, the ancient Ram Inn is. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, just always seem like there's a lot of activity. Why not crop circles too? You know, sure. Sure, it's it's a hub or a nexus of weird, strange activity. Um, and you have to keep in mind that these crop circles appear overnight. So during the summer, the dark hours are a lot fewer than the mm -hmm. daylight hours. So they, they happen fast. And, and if you look up some of the intricate designs of these crop circles... It's kind of amazing how quickly they can happen because, you know, through some, and Matt will probably talk about this, uh, there are some, quote, witnesses to these that were there one hour, they come back a few hours later, and holy crap, here's a crop circle. So it's not like it took all night and nobody was out there. Yeah, because you've got to think, especially in and around Wiltshire, where, I mean, there it's crop circle season. Mm -hmm. there's people that actually go to Wiltshire for this. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to take a trip to hope, hopefully see some crop circles. So there are people looking. So, I I mean, we're going to talk about the, the, the pranksters and hoaxes and all that stuff too. But if it was an individual or a group of individuals that was producing all of these, 
somebody would have let the cat out of the bag by now. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's they would have go, gotten caught. It's one thing to go, ha ha, I did it. You know, it was me. Mm-hmm. Isn't it cool? It's another thing for nobody to claim responsibility, but yet there'd be nobody that saw anything that would go, oh, well, we, we saw them out there. Because there's people right. looking. Right. Right. And that's the thing. There are, like Matt said, we'll talk about, there are people who have claimed to do some crop circles. And they may have done one or two. But when we discuss a little bit later the strangeness around these verified unknown origin crop circles they couldn't have done these and you know like matt said with them looking somebody is going to see something there's people that camp out waiting to see these things and they're going to catch some dude out there with a board and some rope doing this right and when you when you look at some of the intricate patterns, I mean, sure, you can develop an idea and you could say, yeah, I could easily see how uh, people would would be able to produce this pattern. You know, I can develop, right. you know, a concept. I mean, the people have done it. So we know we're going to talk about how you actually do it. But when you look into that and you think, okay, look at this pattern that wasn't here yesterday that's here today. This would have taken a team of people to yeah. to do in that amount of time. And if you've ever tried to do some kind of project like this with a team of people, <laughs> especially a team of people that would decide, hey, let's go make a crop circle. Yeah. Getting them all on the same page to work that quickly in the dark. Yep. And, and make it look like. You know, the way they, they, some of them look with all the secretively, right. It, it seems, it seems extraordinarily difficult to say the least. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm not one to really say it's impossible, but you got to, you got to put some work into it. <laughs> right. No, no joke. So we got to talk about the size of these things, because if you don't know anything about them, you might be thinking, okay, well they're, you know, I can make a foot in diameter circle in a field what what are we talking about well actually crop circles can range in size from a few feet across to several hundred feet in diameter now some of the larger designs actually have a bunch of tiny circles out around them some that end up being barely a foot in diameter now these little ones are called grape shot or satellite circles outside of the larger circle Now, one of the largest designs that somebody ever saw and recorded um, appeared at Milk Hill in Wiltshire. Now, it measured over 900 feet in diameter, and the design was made of 409 circles, all arranged in a circular pattern that spiraled around. Now, the 409 circles in the formation ranged in size from 70 feet down to about a foot. So picture someone doing that overnight. Now, the average size for a crop circle is around 200 to 300 feet in diameter. So we're not talking just somebody goes out there with a boot and flattens some some dude's crop and he goes, hey, that's weird. You know, look, there's a foot circle. These things are elaborate. Oh, yeah. They are insanely elaborate. Just Google that Milk Hill one. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and you're like, you will have seen it somewhere. I guarantee you, you oh, yeah, will have you, seen this. You've seen it. It's it's a pretty famous image. So, all right. So, one of the things that people talk about is the age of these crop circles. How long have they been going on? How is this a new phenomena? Has it been going on for a long time? Well, this debate has been going on with researchers for a long time. Um, and there's actually two camps that exist within this debate. There are some people who believe that crop circles are a relatively modern occurrence that just began about the mid 70s. But then there's also those that uh, say there are reports that go back to the beginning of the century and even earlier. Now, the first crop circle ever photographed in the UK was in 1976. But many farmers report circles in their fields going back considerably further than this. Um, there is a woodcut. And a lot of you who are into Fortiana may know of this woodcut. But there's a woodcut that dates back to the 1600s. And it's known as the, quote, mowing devil. Now, this seems to show some kind of circular pattern in a crop field but opinions are divided as to whether this can be directly linked to crop circles or not. Um, now, some claim that the first crop circles, though they were not called that at the time, appeared near a small town in Tully, Australia in 1966. A farmer said he saw a flying saucer rise up from a swampy area and fly away. When he went to investigate, he saw these little circular areas of debris and apparently there were flattened reeds and grass in that area. So he assumed these had been made by the alien spacecraft. But police investigators said uh, it was likely caused by natural phenomena such as a dust devil or water spout. Now, this was referred to in the press as, quote, flying saucer nests. So this story, you know, people say is more of a UFO report than a crop circle report. Well, a man named Benjamin Radford, he wrote a book, The Crop Circle Mystery, A Closer Look. And he said, as in the 1678 Mowing Devil legend, the case for it being linked to crop circles is especially weak when we consider that the impression or formation was not made in a crop of any kind, but instead in ordinary grass. A round impression in a lawn or grassy area is not necessarily mysterious as anyone with a kiddie pool in the backyard knows. Indeed, mysterious circles have appeared in grass throughout the world that are sometimes attributed to fairies, but instead caused by disease. So he's talking about the fairy rings and stuff that we see that we've talked about in forests and everything like that. Now, this is where I'm going to jump in because I, I can't wait till the end. This is where I'm going to jump in with my theory that I told Matt. My theory on crop circles is not that they are out of this world. They're not UFO related, alien related. They are fae related. Crop circles are and always have been communication between the fae and humankind because they always take place in growing fields and the fae are all about nature and all this, and they never destroy the field. They just press it down. So it's not like they're hurting the the crop or anything, which would be against, 
what the Fey believe. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. I mean, and, I like it. It's different. Yeah. Uh, certainly, certainly didn't come across anything even remotely like that. And and I think we're we miss a lot. And we, you and I, Matt, have talked about this in several episodes, especially after we did our episode on the Fey. But I think there is a lot that we attribute to possibly ghosts or UFOs or whatever that is actually Fey. It's actually communication from Fey or an elemental or something that we just have lost touch with. So we don't we don't say, oh yeah, that's gotta be Fey. Fairies are only in folklore and they're just some made up thing. But I, I really believe that crop circles, in my opinion, come from something ancient on this planet that's trying to communicate to us in a certain way that we're too stupid to understand. Yeah, and you know, I I like that. I like that idea um, because it's it's the use of nature without destroying nature, um, and that whole idea of the the fake doesn't really ever communicate or interact directly. Right. You know, we, we, when we talked about this, it's all a matter of it's, it's little, little changes, little differences, little feelings, um, that you get. And, and this would be, this would be a way to send a much more noticeable message. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't, I don't know that it's, you know, a, a communication like we're we're giving you like I'm I'm saying this to you. You need to understand this, right? Um, which but we're going to talk about. There are people that believe that's what it is. Sure. Um, but I think it's more of a, you know, hey, we're here. Pay attention. Yeah. Yep. I I, I get on board with that. It's not like you need to decode a message. Um, from them that says, hey, stupid, you're ruining the planet, settle down. Because I think if they were to do that, if they're going that far, they're just going to write words in the grass. Yeah. You know, by this time, you know, they, they will have learned some phrases of whatever language, you know, they, they, they are going to the country of, right. Like in England, it would be English, but you know, um, I think they would be, if they're going to those lengths, then it would be just a direct quit screwing up the planet, stupid. But I think, like you said, this is more of a pay attention to us, pay attention to the world, pay attention to your surroundings, and look what happens when you're not paying attention kind of thing. You know? Right. Look what you miss. Right. Okay, so let's talk about what all crop circles have in common. We've touched on a few of these things and kind of keep, keep in mind, keep an open mind, but kind of keep in mind Adam's theory. It's, it's a good way to look at this and it may, it may make you think about things a little bit differently, but, but some of the features that they all have in common, number one, they're circles. Hey, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're, the they're crop circles, just like the name says, and they almost always involve circles. Very rarely do you see triangles, rectangles, squares, although some designs do contain straight or curved lines. And 
you know, that may not be a coincidence because it's kind of thought that a circle is the easiest pattern for a hoax, a hoaxer to create. Sure. You know, and when we, when we kind of get into how you, how you do this, if you've never heard of that before, you'll see why a circle would be the easiest to create. It's also in nature, there's not a lot of straight lines. Right. Right. You know, and, and even, even a straight line is, is really part of a, of a much larger circle. Yeah. That you can't see. Exactly. Um, Sure. You know, so yeah, Adam's right. There's not a, there's not really a lot of straight lines in nature. Um, I love this though. The world's not flat. Sorry, I had to throw that out there. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Nocturnal creation. I I had, I had to say it. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. (laughs) That they, they occur at night. Do you um, know that babies can actually be nocturnal creations too? Yeah, most of them are. Most of them, yeah. Not all of them, <laughs> but the majority. I would, I would dare say. Um, but, but they are the crop circles are formed overnight, and often sighted by farmers or passersby the next day. Um, and there doesn't really seem to be any logical reason for extraterrestrials or Earth energies to only create a pattern at night. Um, but skeptics will tell you, Hey, it's a, it's a big advantage for somebody that's trying to pull a hoax off sure. to, to do their design at night. So they can do it under the cover of darkness. Sure. Um, and, and full moon nights are especially popular because, well, we got to see what the heck we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can you know. see more yeah. and I don't have to have a flashlight. Another one is, is camera shyness. Now, crop circles have now some of the research you see it says crop circles have never been recorded being made except for those that were made by hoaxers that were showing, hey, this is how we did it. That's kind of true and kind of not true. There's been mm-hmm. plenty of there in fact there's there's a pretty popular video that supposedly shows the creation of a crop circle at night. Now that video was eventually ruled a hoax. Sure. Um, so there's, there's no actual footage of one being created that anybody can say, yeah, this, this video is legit. So like I said, it's, it's true and it's kind of not true, but um, it, it makes everything very suspicious that there's no one has ever just, happened upon an area no farmer has gone out at night to see what his dogs were barking at or anything like that and it's gone oh my god yeah <laughs> there's one being made right here in front of me you know i see pan out there with uh with a bunch of fay and they're making a crop circle that's right and you know it, it's hard to think that you know any any kind of force that was doing it would would give a crap whether you were recording it or not Mm-hmm. So, and the last one that they all have in common is is access accessibility crop circles usually appear in fields that provide a reasonable access to the public because somebody's got to see them right um you know they're they're usually near roads or highways and and rarely do we see crop circles in remote inaccessible areas um and because but would of that, we see them anyway? 
you know, if they were in a remote, inaccessible area, how do well, we know yeah, they don't occur would, more often? Would we notice them? Well, there's been some that have, um, but, you know, that that's a good point. I mean, if, if they were somewhere real remote, um, you know, would we ever know they were there before they were gone? Right. If a crop circle falls in the woods and nobody's around to hear it. But if it's a if it's a crop circle, it, right? It's it's by definition, it's got to happen in a field that's being tended. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it, you know, I don't know of any like you know a huge wild wheat crop that's just growing out in some remote <laughs> area. Hey, right. Look at all this wheat. Nobody knew was here. Stumble upon a lost General Mills <laughs> field or something. That's right. That's right. You know. But uh, but because of that, they're usually found very quickly, you know, within a day or two at the most of when they're created. Somebody notices and typically it's a farmer goes Mm -hmm. and says, what the hell? Yeah. What happened (laughs) to my wheat? But but they they do have all of those traits in common, but they've got a few other things that are strange that are in common that Adam Adam's going to Adam's going to go into. Right. And and these are strange. Um, Matt's, you know, you can see all that stuff. These things are that I've got here are odd. And it's something that. Well, let's just get into it. Okay, so these are some things that happen within all, quote, legitimate crop circles, non hoax, the ones that we can't verify were a hoax. There are visible nodal changes. Now, nodes on the stem of plants form uh, from a formation often show nodal elongation or enlargement far beyond explicable natural causes, such as phototropism or negative geotropism. Now, what this means is in a lot of these plant stalks, you'll see they have multiple nodes during a growing phase and you'll have one close to the bottom and then a few inches up, there'll be another one, a few inches up, there'll be another one. These nodes have been elongated within the laid down crop and and they're longer than the crop that's standing right next to them. So the nodes have grown larger as if by some, something that can't be explained, you know, where they said, not natural causes like phototropism or negative geotropism. It's something that they can't explain why these nodes are longer. Um, Sometimes large holes or, quote, explosion cavities are evident where moisture has exploded out. So in these nodes, moisture has gone out of the node as if it were superheated, quickly heated to where it didn't evaporate. It boiled and popped out of the plant. Kind of like popcorn. Exactly. Kind of like popcorn. Now, um, if we had popcorn crop circles, that would be cool. Oh, my God. And you could watch it happening so you can go run and get buckets <laughs> of it while it's happening. That's going to be the premise for the movie Real Genius 2. So, that's going <laughs> to be great. Don't give great. it away. That's going to be Matt and I's movie. TM that, Matt. TM, trademark. We got that. Yeah, that's ours now. That's ours. Nobody steal it. All right, so another one is cellular changes. Now, over 90% of samples from these formations studied every year show microscopic pit holes in the nodal cells, indicating flash heating in a microsecond. 
So again, with the moisture popping out, these things are showing holes that are down in the cellular level from being superheated or flash heated. And I forgot to say this. These are changes that they've noticed because they've taken samples from within crop circles and outside of crop circles. So that's that's where we're getting this information. Yeah, they're not just making it up. Right, right. <laughs> Hopefully they're not making this up. But um, now another one is carbon blackening. Now some plants in crop formations have been found covered with a thin layer of carbon. So we know carbon can exist when, okay, you have an older car and you hit the gas pedal real hard and the tailpipe on this thing turns black. It turns black from carbon being emitted from the engine doing its thing. Mm-hmm. So if you see, you know, black smoke coming out of a, a truck or whatever, that's carbon. So that's what they're talking about. This carbon blackening, the plants seem to have a, a blackened carbon layer laid down on top of them. Some of these crops also have germination changes. Seeds that were taken within a crop formation showed a marked difference in germination to that of a controlled sample. The germination rate is either vastly increased or slow and inconsistent or even refuses to germinate at all. So if this crop has been laid down, you can take the seeds from this crop and it will have increased the germination rate so it will grow a whole lot faster than that crop normally grows. Now, some stalks are actually pulled into the flow from beyond the perimeter stalks. Now, this, they say, does not happen when the formation is made with boards or rollers, as we've alluded to before, how they would fake it. Mm-hmm. Um, so these have actually been... Like some of the the perimeter stalks outside of, so you've got a flattened layer and then you've got a row of standing crop around it. Just a little bit past that, there are some that have actually been pulled down into the formation and folded in it. So if you're boarding it down, you're not going to just go grab a handful from outside of your perimeter, lay it down and keep going. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So this this might be a good time to talk about how how this is done if a human is going to do it, um, so that when we refer to this, you kind of get an understanding if you if you don't already. Um, it, it to make this crop circle, it involves uh, driving a stake in the ground and tying a rope to it, and coming out as as far as you want with the length of rope and and making a perimeter. Mm-hmm. So you say, okay, I got a 20 foot rope, which is going to give me a, you know, a 40 foot diameter circle. All right. right. So here's, we're going to go around, we're going to make our perimeter. And now we're going to take either like a board or a, a heavy pipe and we're going to, we're going to drag it around this perimeter, you know, and just you just continue to drag the board, or you you roll this heavy pipe over the the wheat or barley or or whatever, and it just it just pushes it over, pushes it down, and mm-hmm. you just keep rolling and you keep dragging and you just keep going and you just kind of go a little bit more inside each pass, just like you're kind of like if you were going to mow, you know, a, a circular area, 
You just right. keep going in and in and in until you flattened all of it. Okay? Um, and so when you're doing that, the edge of that board or the pipe that you're using is is going to leave a pretty significant edge. Yes. Okay? It, it's gonna, it, it's going to be able to take down, you know, a, a stalk that's right here and not the one next to it. So it, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna leave a definitive edge. Also, it's going to it's gonna exhibit a pattern within within the circle itself. So you're gonna see it's gonna look like it's eh, this is a clockwise pattern with the way that you know it's it's right. gonna almost look like a swirl in there. Right. Um. So that would be how it's done. You know, if 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 I'm gonna if me and Adam are gonna go out and we're gonna do this, this is how we would do it. So knowing that you can kind of think about when we talk about some of these things that happen and you think, okay, if a, if a human did this, why? Yeah. So how, what, how are they doing this other stuff too? Yeah. Why, why are these things also, you know, present, you know, but with the way that, um, you know, Adam's talking about this, where some of the stalks on the perimeter are involved and some are not. That wouldn't necessarily happen if you're using a board or a pipe. Right. You know, you're making that nice clean edge, you know, so maybe something else is causing it that's not so precise. Yep, exactly. Now, another thing that happens within these crop circles, and and this is one of the things that's going to point to what Matt just told you, why we, we can't think of all of these as being a board or a pipe. There is crop selectivity. Now, it's been observed that on several occasions that odd stalks of another crop or sometimes other plants like thistle or grasses within that crop remain standing while the crop itself is laid flat. So if you're going through with a board you're not going to say, hey, let's miss this thistle here and leave it standing up. It's mm-hmm. just going to get laid down along with everything, with everything else, else yeah. in there. So this is saying that if you're in a wheat field, only the wheat is being laid down and everything else that started germinating within that field is left standing. That's weird. Yeah, very weird. And and if you were going to try that, <laughs> yeah, it would be extremely hard. Especially if you're out there at night trying to do this by mood light. Right. Hey, don't flatten that. Yeah. We're only flattening the barley. Pick know. the thistle back up, dude. Come on. We <laughs> talked about up. this. Fluff it up. But it's prickly. I don't care. Fluff it up. Yeah, you're the one that made the mistake <laughs> and bend it over. I told you to leave it standing. You'd have to have a designated thistle fluffer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie. <laughs> um. So another one that we got is bent rape stems. Now, early UK formations are often in oilseed rape. Now, oilseed rape has stems that are found to be bent over. But this is what they say is impossible to do as a hoax because these stems are very brittle and they will snap when you push them over. So these are actually bent rather than snapped. Now, it says some samples taken from formations continue bending 
into a 360-degree curl after they have been collected. So these are bent, not snapped and broken like you would see with a board. And that that sounds more like a reaction. Yes. You know, like, you know, maybe heat. Mm-hmm. Um, heat, heat would cause, and I'm theorizing here because I don't know, but that's all we do, Matt. But I'm thinking that, you know, the way heat would work on a plant or even, even moisture, you know, if, if you take something and, and you, and you saturate it, then it becomes much more pliable and mm-hmm. less brittle and it would bend. So maybe in the presence of heat and moisture, Something like that. That is not something that we see, as Adam said, in in a prankster out making their own, you know, crop circle. Right. You know, or or trying to, you know, write a message to his girlfriend or something. Yeah. You know? it, it's it's not that. All they're doing is pushing them over and and these that aren't considered to be hoaxes, they they the the crops look so different. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it almost appears Okay, there's no way that a human got out here and did all this, and certainly right. not overnight. Right. Now, another difference from a hoax circle or one that we don't know is the nitrogen and nitrate ratios. Now, this says in 1995, the Agricultural Development and Advisory Service found an increase in the nitrogen nitrate ratios inside some formations. But the ADAS department, which did the test, was immediately shut down afterwards. Weird, huh? (laughs) This research has since been taken up uh, again by a man named Jim Lyons, who stated in 1998 that the results again showed an increase and that they would soon be published. But they haven't been published. We have not been able to find those published findings. Mm. So... The ADAS got shut down, so this Jim Lyons guy never actually got to publish his paper, so it's a little weird. Yeah. That's where we fall into a conspiracy theory um, with crop circles. Oh, yeah. But you have increased nitrogen and nitrate ratios within the crop area. Time dilation is one that seems to happen not on a regular basis, but occasionally within these crop circles. Two separate groups of experiments have been performed showing that clocks inside formations lose or gain time compared to those outside. So it's it's like we've talked. If you have a clock and you go up higher, like in orbit, your clock is going to tick differently than one on the ground just due to gravitational pull mm-hmm. and stuff. We did that in our um, time travel episode. Right. But what they're saying is that within these crop circles, you can have that too. If you somebody has a clock inside the crop circle, it's ticking at a different different rate than one outside of the circle. So it's not going tick-tock. Is that what you're saying? Let's go ahead. Yeah. Like- Tick-tock. Yeah. Tick-tock. Tick, tick, tock. Tick-tick. Tick, <laughs> tock. Tock. Um, magnetic anomalies are also found within some of these crop circles. Magnetic effects can be seen in some formations using a compass. Now, this can deviate several degrees from true north. So, like, 
Matt and I were talking in a previous episode, your compass doesn't spin if you right. get on top of something that changes. It just changes which direction it reads true north. Right. So that's what's happening within these crop circles is you walk in with a compass facing north and it moves that needle a little past what true north is. Uh, now, they say if a, ma- uh, if a magnet is dragged around the formation, there will sometimes be iron particles found sticking to it. Um, also, minute partially melted particles of meteoritic magnetite have been found in some of these crop circles. Yeah, so, you know, we, we talked about when we were talking about the zone of silence, and, and it's come up in other places too, but these these strange anomalies with, you know, magnetic interference, um, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, it's it's measurable, you know, mm-hmm. to some degree. Um, it's obviously visible, you know, if you can if you can and see it alter a compass. And I think every everybody that's ever if you've played with a compass, um, you can you can see the the changes that can occur. Um, you know, if you bring something that's you know got an electromagnetic field around it, you know that compass is not going to benefit you anymore, you know. Right. Right. Um but you wouldn't expect something like that out in the middle of a of a field. Mm-hmm. You certainly wouldn't expect it if it wasn't there before. <laughs> right. Now, electro and mechanical failures are often associated with some of these. A lot of electronic uh, gadgets have been found to fail inside crop formations. That includes cameras, video equipment, power packs, and tape recorders. And they often work just fine outside of the formation until you walk inside of it. Now, several TV crews have picked up severe interference while trying to film out there. Mobile phones, um, if the batteries work, often won't transmit or receive inside the formation. Um, And combine harvesters have also broken down several times while harvesting these formations. So something in there is messing with the electromagnetic fields of different gadgets, as they put it. Yeah. Um, Photographic anomalies. Um, There's a lot of these that have occurred in formations, but the most inexplicable one shows a ghosting effect in part of the image. The people photographed inside a formation are recorded in two images, but in the ghosted one, they have moved relative positions. So it's like you take back-to-back pictures, but they're they're standing one on the left, one on the right in one. In the very next one, they flopped. It's like a mirrored image of them within this thing. So it's not like they jumped. Now, this can be faked, obviously, but from if we're taking the report as the report, it was basically a mirrored image of that person within the crop circle. Huh. So kind of weird. Yeah, that I don't I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it that's something that's easily faked. Yes, it is. What I would want to see is if you you take like burst photos, bam, bam, bam. Like in uh like one of them, like, hey, that guy's not wearing pants. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just 
Uh, Just in one. Shoot, shoot. Another one is called the endocrine effects. Um, Now, a woman named Lucy Pringle has announced the results of a test in which the melatonin levels in two subjects had been found to rise significantly after visiting a crop formation. Melatonin is produced in the pineal gland and has many effects, including pituitary gland output and hypothalamus output. And sometimes it will inhibit gonadal hormone output. Now, this could explain why some people have had, quote unquote, menstrual effects within these crop circles. And I intentionally skipped going over the gory details of that one that was on the list. Um, wow. they, they went into some detail that I didn't want to get into. Um, melatonin can also cause elation and REM sleep. Now, the dream states that correspond to theta activity in the brain is what we're talking about when we talk about REM sleep. Um, they say that this also has a lot of connection to the magnetic anomalies that we talked about before because electromagnetic fields can affect melatonin production within the brain. So if there is high electromagnetic fields within these crop circles, it may be the reason for people having higher melatonin levels in their body after they visit a crop circle. So you go to a go to a crop circle if you have insomnia. Exactly. You get a lot better sleep. And you'll sleep like a baby mm-hmm. when you get home. <laughs> Like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing that when I can't sleep. Right, and it's gonna be an expensive I'm gonna, I'm gonna trip just, to get to sleep. I'm gonna just make a, make a crop circle. Hey, if if you can't sleep, go out there and stand in the crop circle for a little while. <laughs> right, come back in, you'll be out like a light. Instead of counting sheep, you count crop circles. <laughs> count crop circles, yeah. One crop circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you get too much melatonin, you won't get very far. Right. Yeah. I can't get past five and I'm done. <laughs> so another weird thing is balls of light. Now, many people have reported seeing balls of light at night over crop circles in which new formations are discovered the following day. Um, several videos have been filmed of balls of light in crop formations. Um, now, apart from the infamous Oliver's Castle footage, which is the one Matt was talking about that had been proven to be a hoax um, right. there are other ones um they they say that even crop circle hoaxers have admitted encountering flashes of light pillars of light and balls of light while out in the crop fields now if you're out there hoaxing a crop circle i'm not going to take your report seriously as to what you've seen i'm sorry but you are already trying to deceive the people with your crop circle so why would i believe you about something else but and maybe that's the Faye going, hey, this is our deal. Yeah, exactly. Get out. Find your own thing. Right. Right. <laughs> this is ours. And I remember seeing a report done somewhere that a guy was talking about during this crop circle season, he and his girlfriend went out and they saw a light come into the field and start moving around as if it was, you know, intelligent. It knew where it was going. It wasn't just a straight shot or just kind of floating like um, St. Elmo's fire would be described or whatever. It was. It, it had intent to its movement. 
And then he and his girlfriend out of nowhere fell asleep. And when they woke up the next morning, there was a crop circle in the field. So see, yeah. Why crop circle? They get some increased melatonin. They, they zonk out Mm -hmm. crop circle. Here's your crop circle. Yep. And, and now you're a part. That'll be the next fad on late night television. Have trouble sleeping. Try a crop circle. (laughs) Take two crop circles and call me in the morning. Um, so, but like Matt just said a second ago, that, that could be the fay, and they're not allowing you to see their actual selves. You're just seeing kind of a, a, a ball of light in place of them. But that's why that couple said they saw light moving around the field. That's what's doing it. And people have also said, well, see, that's proof that it's aliens because it's, you know, they sent down a drone that is a ball of light and it's creating these crop circles. Yeah. I don't know. Or it's the flashlight of the hoaxer that's out there making it. Exactly. And he he slipped them to a Mickey. Right. I mean, (laughs) that's possible to tell nobody, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Knock these two out. Right. Well, another weird thing is in 1991 and 93 in Canada, in two separate events, there were two porcupines that were found dead inside crop formations. One was blackened and almost disintegrated, and the other was squashed flat. Hmm. So if a hoaxer (laughs) squashed a porcupine, I'm going to be a little more mad at him. Maybe they thought it was just a little tiny crop. Yeah. (laughs) We've seen porcupines with their quills bent over in circular yeah. patterns. There you go. There you go. Then yeah, porcupines run around with crop circles on their back. It's like dead gummit, man. Again, <laughs> we told you not to go walking through the wheat fields. <laughs> You're like, hey, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> you got something new on your back. Ah. Oh. Again. <laughs> it's like a bullseye. I just got the other one combed out. <laughs> That's it. It's a porcupine prank. You know, that one porcupine makes a crop circle on another one while he's sleeping, and it's a bullseye, and he's, this porcupine's walking around, and birds are crapping on him all day long. So <laughs> <laughs> they got a target. Ah, oh, poor porcupines. Phil is a, <laughs> Phil's a jerk, man. So uh, another thing is that horses have been observed to refuse to go into the crop formations, even while being whipped by a farmer who was trying to get this horse to go through there, whipping it and would not go through. Um, Dogs often bark madly the night of a formation's arrival. One farmer um, had a dog who stopped 15 meters from a fresh formation and howled when its owner went in. On the second day, it went down to 10 meters. On the third day, 5 meters. And on the fourth day, the dog finally entered the formation. So it's as if something was hanging around in that formation that was slowly dissipating that allowed the dog mm-hmm. to finally get through there. Yeah. So kind of weird. Um, another thing, it, this is, quote, a trilling noise. Now, a 5 to 5.2 kilohertz buzzing or trilling noise um, has been heard and recorded in several formations. It was detected by a BBC sound engineer and recorded on his tape just before his camera broke down. But it has been said to be identical to the call of the grasshopper warbler, 
The BBC tape has been analyzed by a NASA specialist who said it is not birdsong. So they're getting a this weird 5.2 kilohertz buzzing within it. But there's a guy named Billy Meyer who had a UFO case in 75 and 76. And apparently during that UFO sighting, there was a 5.2 kilohertz buzz. So that's a little bit of evidence, if you want to take it as that, pointing to that it could be something extraterrestrial. Um, now granted, you you know what I believe, that it's not UFOs. It, it's more Fae-related. But, I mean, not to get too far off the subject, but UFOs, what we consider extraterrestrials, could be Fae. And we are mistaking UFO Fae sightings for UFO sightings. And I'm sorry if that hurts too many people's feelings, but is it more likely that there is something on Earth that is messing with us that we don't know about or something coming from another planet millions of light years away to mess with us? All right. So spoiler alert. Um, when when we hit our our final episode, like somewhere in the thousands. Mm hmm the final episode is going to be Adam going, okay, all this stuff that we've talked about for all these years, it's the fame. It's, it's all the fame. <laughs> Dad gummit, Matt. Now nobody's going to listen that far up. So you just, spo- that's a spoiler alert. That's like telling somebody the end of a movie. Now we don't have to watch it. You know, I mean, he's managed to parlay crop circles to, just aliens in general are all fake. <laughs> Maybe. That could be. Maybe. Could be. I'm not 100% convinced, <laughs> but I'm leaning that way. <laughs> and this episode is going to piss a lot of people off. <laughs> I'm telling you what, hey, the, you know, the, the next time something weird happens at work, I'm just going to look at, I'm going dead, look at somebody dead in the face and go, it was the fake. And just walk off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guarantee you, you do that enough and people are going to go, you know what? Maybe it is the fae. Maybe. <laughs> and just just you know. do that and then hand them a copy of our fae episode. Just, you know, it was the fae. Hand them a CD yeah. with our fae episode on it. Listen to that. I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a sign in the bathroom and it's going to say. If uh, you'll notice that the water in this toilet swirls the opposite direction because there's a water fay in this toilet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, it does go the wrong direction. (laughs) (laughs) No, it don't. You'll have somebody (laughs) sitting there just flushing repeatedly to see if they can get it to go the other way. Yeah. All right. This last last one I've got here, I I questioned doing this one, but I'm going to do it anyway. There's a white sticky substance or a white crystal powder that has sometimes been dubbed white cobweb-like material reminiscent of the, quote, UFO-related angel hair that's sometimes found within these formations. Now, biophysicist William Levengood has tested some of these and found a silicon hydrogen compound which has had been formed at over 3,000 degrees Celsius. So 
It's a it's a meth lab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but apparently there is this substance that's found within a lot of these crop circles, and this silicon hydrogen compound was apparently only formed at over three thousand degrees Celsius. So how did that get out there in the field? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I said, it's a meth lab. <laughs> they're just they're just seeing residue from the mobile meth lab that parked there overnight. Yeah, Heisenberg was out there. <laughs> and now you know we've talked about there's there's a ton of theories as to as to what causes these things and and you know nobody has definitive evidence as to any of it. Um, other than the hoax ones that we know for a fact are hoaxes because somebody said, Hey, I did this. Right. Hope you enjoy it. Um, but, but they have, some of the theories have been just absolutely ridiculous. Um, in fact, I found one, I almost, I almost didn't talk about this, but I have to. This is my favorite one that you've got. Okay. Hands down. So (laughs) in the 1980s. One of the one of the reasons that crop circles exist was considered to be uh, an accident caused by the uh, and I quote the especially vigorous sexual activity of hedgehogs and I'm I'm not going to put the descriptor of what kind of hedgehog <laughs> a very randy hedgehog <laughs> like I mean man I. Is there just a boom in the population of hedgehogs for you to think this? How many hedgehogs would that take? (laughs) And how coordinated would they have to be to do this? Right. Well, (laughs) when Matt told me this, my first thought was, how did you say that out loud at one point and not go, no, no, I'm not going to write this down. No, no, they wrote it down. They said it, yeah. they thought it, they wrote it down. And this made me think, and I, and I, I try, I, honestly, y'all, I tried to look it up just real quick. Um, but there is a, there is a fish that will actually make these designs in the sand underwater. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a it's a mating thing, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it, it's I watching the- making a nest to attract the female to it, like yeah. it, it's keeping house or something. And look at my pretty area. Yeah, and it but it's a very specific design with you know, and it's very symmetrical, um, and it's it's reminiscent of a crop circle. So, I, I guess this is not unheard of in nature. But this this theory was just uh, it just it cracked me up. But from a hedgehog, um, you've got a three hundred foot crop circle that a hedgehog did. Right, not not two, not two hedgehogs. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's a hedgehog party. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, other theories have been suggested that they're created by localized and precise wind patterns. Okay. So the wind blows these crops over and creates like a perfect circle. And not only that creates like this entire design around circles and spirals and all. 
I, I don't know. No. I don't I don't buy into that I, at all. I, I that can't just get behind like that one. We we got to tell them something so they'll quit talking about this alien stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as I mentioned before, you know, this idea that there's this in undetectable earth energy that somehow causes it, um, you know, something about the meridians and even ley lines have been attributed to that, as, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, but, you know, ag- again, this idea of of alien intervention comes into play, mm-hmm. you know, that for a long time they were thought to be, you know, alien landing sites. You know, a saucer comes down, it leaves a mark, and this is what's left. But they are so ornate and in some cases beautiful that you're just like, I can't see that this would be like an engine mark yeah. or a landing gear or anything like that. Why would it be this ornate? Yeah, exactly. You know, why would it look this cool? The foot pads or, are or, not creating that spiral thing, you know. You know, right. Or, or, or they're having to keep landing over and over again. Okay, turn. <laughs> yeah. Turn 45 degrees this way and now land again. You know, yeah. that 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 seems extraordinarily complex. that but there is an idea that somehow this the the that the planet is um is the is an alien's big giant etch a sketch and that <laughs> they can somehow you know from space you know cause this to happen and and this is you know their way to to communicate with us and I mean through little drones that come down right, like the balls of light mm. right so molecular biologist Horace Drew suggested that um the answer was in uh in time travel um as well as you know alien beings and he theorized that these patterns could be made by human time travelers from the distant future to help them navigate our planet so they're they're leaving a trail of bread so they're bread clumps yeah they're leaving a trail of breadcrumbs to find their way back, not only in, you know, where where they are in location, but where they are in time. Right. You know, so so they put these things. I'm thinking you could put something much more subtle. Yeah, something that won't you get mowed away. To take all the time to make some elaborate pattern. Maybe I'm wrong. I've never time traveled. Maybe you right. know you you come back and you're like, nope, that's that's not my pattern. That's Joe's pattern, and he's from, you know, the year three thousand sixty. You know, mine. Oh, looks I'm like in the this. wrong time again. Jeez, it's, it's like marking your golf balls. You know, it's yeah. like, is that a Titleist? Does it have a purple dot on it? Eh, it's mine. <laughs> you know. Yep. <laughs> this is like okay, um, but uh, Drew working on the assumption that the designs are intended as messages believes that. He has decoded a crop circle symbol and that they contain messages such as believe and there is good out there. Now, Andy Thomas has been researching crop circles for 28 years. He describes the 2002 crop circle that appeared to be in binary code and was converted to text. And the text read, Beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises, and we oppose deception. Okay, so 
That's heady, man. It, it it is, and I can I can see where they could look at one of these things and go, that looks like we you know binary code. Let's try to convert it to English. Yeah. It converts to English. How convenient is that? <laughs> right. Know? I'm like, you know, look, I get it. The majority of them have occurred in the UK and, you know, people in the UK speak English. Okay. So I, I just, I don't think if, uh, if there was an interplanetary communication going on that they would just choose English by default. Sure. If, if they spoke or could communicate in any language that anyone on this planet could understand, you know, why would we just automatically assume that it's English? Most so, people theorize that they would speak in mathematics because any uh, any person, no matter what language you speak, understands mathematics. And, you know, binary code is mathematics. So maybe there's something to it. I, I think it's a stretch. Um, but, you know, who knows? You know, some all of this could be a stretch if you really want to look at it that way. This whole but, uh, episode is a stretch. That's right. But but Thomas says that uh, he's personally witnessed the balls of light uh, that have been reported around crop circles that, that Adam discussed earlier. Um, but Thomas, you know, Andy Thomas goes a little bit further. He also claims that he and a group had been performing experiments in the mid-1990s on whether or not the power of the mind could influence the appearance of crop circles. So this group went up on a hillside and they meditated on a drawing that they had made of a crop circle pattern. And his claim is that that night, a crop circle matching the design appeared so that somehow his group managed to create a crop circle by meditating on a picture of a crop circle. Man, I wish we could prove that. And I mean, look, I didn't, I didn't read this. I, I watched a video of Andy Thomas telling this and, mm -hmm. you know, he, he speaks with conviction. He you know, you listen to him. You do not think that this guy is some kind of crackpot and you go, wow, I really want to believe you. Yeah. You know, you, you, you've sold me on all the research you've done and how much of your life you have dedicated to this and you lay this turd on me and I just, I don't know what to do with it because <laughs> I'm like, I want to, I want to, I want to see you do it again. If you did it yes. once, do it again and, and film it, you know, use it as evidence. I mean, don't tell me that Should you be did repeatable. it 20 some odd years ago. Do it again. You know, I'm like, make it happen. You know, I'm like, I'm like that little kid. Do it again, daddy. Um, Don't call me daddy. I, that, that, it was worth, it was worth mentioning. It was worth mentioning. And, and Lord knows we've talked about, you know, the, the, the power of the human brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And I'm not discounting this. I just, I, w I want more because I'm like, man, if you did it once, if you did it once, you could do it again. Um, but let's talk about, let's talk about some specific ones. Let's, let's talk about some specific crop circles. And I, I did not want to 
to just start rattling off a list of famous ones. You know, just go, hey, check this one out. Look at this one. Because we'd be here all night. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, there's thousands of them you could talk about. So I picked out just a few that have a, a, some very interesting stories surrounding their formation. Um, and these are all pretty current. I mean, I'm not, I'm not picking any that are all that old. Um, 2007, a crop circle appeared in May in Madisonville, Tennessee. And as if that wasn't odd enough, a month later, another crop circle appeared 15 miles away in Athens, Tennessee. Now, this time, an eyewitness saw what potentially caused it. Now, in this witness's account, they state that around 9 p.m., they spotted what appeared to be a helicopter with a searchlight approaching from about a quarter mile away. Now, as it got closer, the witness states that it wasn't making any noise. They also noticed that it wasn't a searchlight, that the craft itself was emitting the light that illuminated the treetops. Now, the witness describes the craft initially as a large silver disc with no top, but later stated that according to the photos that they took, the object did appear to have a top and was not just a flat disc. It stopped and hovered for about 30 seconds to a minute before moving straight up and then shooting off at a 45-degree angle at what the witness described as an impossible speed. So, again, this goes back to this idea, you know, that it's aliens and that it's somehow their their craft, or this is a, an, an unmanned drone that's been sent here to do this. Um, but the result after this, you know, reported UFO sighting yeah. was a crop circle in that area. and. And only 15 miles from one that had happened only a month earlier. So pretty interesting. Um, and like I said, not that old. I mean, 2007. Not long ago. I mean, this this stuff's going on now. And, and East Tennessee seems to have its fair share of circles. In 2015, a crop circle was found in a hayfield in Gray, Tennessee. Guess what? My sister lived in Gray, Tennessee. Uh the farmer reported that nothing unusual happened the night before other than the dogs barking. And investigators found that when they attempted to take aerial photographs of the three linked rings, that their camera equipment mm-hmm. malfunctioned. Hmm. We've talked about that too. Now, if this wasn't weird enough, a crop circle occurred in this exact same location two years before in 2013. So they 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 enjoyed it so much the first time they came back and did it. Well, and that time. that ties into something I didn't talk about, um, but probably need to a little bit now, is that a lot of these crop circles do tend to reappear either a year later or two years later, and usually in the same field. But if they don't reappear you can see a marked color difference in the ground and the crop the following year. So if you mm. uh, if you get a crop circle, the next year you come back and you photograph it from above, you may not see the laying down crop, but you'll see a darker patch that associates with that crop circle from the year before. 
Huh. So something is happening that's mm. discoloring that area or leaving a mark of some sort. Very interesting. So let's let's move out of Tennessee. We're going to head to uh, to Minnesota. I did that already. Yeah, <laughs> he's a step ahead. <laughs> On the October 11th of 2014, a 35 foot diameter circle was discovered in a cornfield in Lesseur, Minnesota. Reports state that it appeared the corn was laying in a clockwise pattern. Hey, remember we talked about that when you're, you're making making mm-hmm. your own at home when you're playing the crop circle home game. Um, you know, you're, you're going to lay them down. And if you do it in that direction, it's going right. to be a pattern. It's going to be a clockwise pattern. Um, but a closer look revealed that the center was much more chaotic. So they weren't laid down in the same pattern. So it, it appeared that maybe something just sat down on top of it. So, so just imagine, you know, with how we talked about if, if Adam and I were going to make a crop circle, we use a board or a pipe and we go around in a pattern. If I just took a large object, circular object, and just sat it down, bam, right on top of everything, it's not going to lay down in a uniform pattern. Right. Everything is going to get some, some are going to be crushed. Some are going to lay to the left or the right or whatever. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna look like there's no, there's no pattern to it at all. Sure. So that's what they were seeing in the inside of this particular circle. Now, unfortunately, in this case, the farmer dismissed all the enthusiasm, saying it was just where deer had been bedding down and that it happens three or four times a year. And he refused to let anybody investigate it any further. Well, so missed opportunity. They, they, couldn't, they, couldn't really, they couldn't really look into this one. Mm-hmm. Now, in August of 2014... Unusual looking areas of flattened crops were reported in Colorado. Now, some were quite small and some covered entire fields. The small patches of oats were flattened close to the ground and the edges were ratcheted. Now, this is this is important because it's very similar to randomly downed patches called dragon's feet which were discovered in the uk in the early 1990s in the same area as the geometric crop circles so recent genuine and when i say genuine i mean that the ones that were non-mechanically flat Mm -hmm. they they weren't done by human um those genuine circles in holland have had these same ratcheted edges so it's it's kind of difficult to describe what i'm talking about when i say ratcheted edges so i i came up with a description so that everyone can understand so try to imagine a donut okay a round donut Mm. and now imagine that donut having twizzlers sticking out of it like wheel spokes so you take your donut and you just go around the edge and you and you poke Twizzlers into it. It's exactly how okay. I eat them. Yeah, me too. Weird. I knew we were friends for a reason. <laughs> now, if you spin the donut, the Twizzlers will curve away from the direction that it's spinning. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they're flexible, and the the force when you spin it, they'll kind of lag behind. 
and they'll they'll be curved backwards. That's what this ratcheting appears. So you'll see the circle, but the edges have these these curved flares that come out from it. Kind of like the old uh, Godsmack logo. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So, you know, kind of like a sun, but you spun it and Mm -hmm. all the little, little flares are curved. So that's that ratcheting. And so the similarities of the ratcheting in Colorado to the ones in the UK and in Holland is very curious. Um, You know, not necessarily that this was an indicator of what caused it, but it would be a lot less likely that if if I'm a, if I'm a prankster or I'm a hoaxer and I I find out some way to make this particular pattern and and that's kind of my signature move. What are the odds that I managed to do this in the UK in the '90s and then in Holland and then? make my way all the way to Colorado and do it again in 2014. What a life. Uh, yeah, that's right. I just, I travel the globe making crop yeah. circles and I've come up with all these different ways to make different patterns. That's yeah, probably unlikely, you know, but it, it it is an interesting thing. So that's why I included that one too. And so, like I said, you know, we could keep going for hours just, you know, describing different crop circles and and the different patterns, uh, the different theories behind each individual one, because they all, they all fall into different theories. Like I said, some of them have straight lines. Some of them have different edges and there's uh, boundless theories of what could have caused each individual one. Um, and, and a hoax is usually, um, for most people, the the top uh the top reason you know that they exist so so let's talk about skeptics let's let's talk about what the people that believe that all crop circles are essentially hoaxes so thanks to the fact that so many crop circles have either been proven to be hoaxes or the people just outright admitted that it was a hoax makes it very easy for skeptics to dismiss all of them as hoaxes. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if if one is, then they all are. I mean, it's like Bigfoot tracks. If if one is proven to be a hoax, then they must all be a hoax. And, n- you know, nothing exists. Right. You know, all the other evidence that's contrary to that shouldn't be considered. And that, that sounds real good in theory, you know. If, you know, if, if this is, if this is one way and this is one way, then everything is one way, you know, that's very simplistic look at it. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You know, the trouble is that there's so many that have occurred without any real explanation that it becomes difficult to shove all the circles into the square hole of the hoax. Right. You know, they just don't all and how many people would you have to have hoaxing and doing these crop circles? The the story would come out eventually on every one yeah. of them. Yeah. So how many pranksters and hedgehogs does it take <laughs> to make a decent crop circle? Yeah. <laughs> At least a hundred hedgehogs. I mean, look, sounds like a party to me. Um, but 
science has produced a lot of theories. Um, we talked about some, but here's some more vortexes, ball lightning, yep. plasma. I don't really get what they mean by plasma, you I, know, but, and, and I didn't have any further explanation of that. Um, and there's, there's other less, um, occult explanations that involve, like I said, wind, heat, or animals, like that farmer said, you know, this is just where the, the deer bed down. Um, it happens all the time. You know, don't get so excited and get off my property. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what if they're Bigfoot drawings? Hey, there you go. So it's a it's Bigfoot messages. Yeah. To the aliens that drop them here. Right. <laughs> Come get me. These people are nuts. Pick me up. <laughs> They keep trying to take these blurry photographs yeah. of me. <laughs> Which, by the way, I I love I love that that little comic that's got Bigfoot bringing that camera back and go. All my pictures are blurry. Yeah, I saw one uh, in the group. Joined the Graveyard Tales Facebook group to see these pictures. I uh, saw one in the group the other day that had like three Bigfoot sitting around, and one of them says, "Hey, Jim made it on YouTube again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love those are great those are great um but I, one of these theories people actually believe that this is clearly the work of the united states air force oh yeah clearly mm -hmm. and and they are using quote a military microwave cannon piloted by computer and a design book wow <laughs> And all I can say to that is why, right? Does not that the government doesn't spend money on weird things, but why spend money on this? Yeah, drawing in fields, yeah. really? Yeah what what good what good is this? Unless they know that the aliens are out there and they're listening, and the messages aren't from aliens to us. These are the messages from us to the aliens. Man, there's got to be a better way. Let yeah. that sink in for a minute. <laughs> there's got to be a better way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, which, uh, with, which, if that was true, it would make me worried about all these dead gum hoaxers out here. What the hell are they saying to yeah, the aliens? Exactly. This is why they won't come and just tell us, "Hey, we're here." Is because these hoaxers are sending like you know you up texts. Yeah, to the right. Come aliens, right. And they're like, man, it's <laughs> they don't know it, but they're doing like binary code of new drawings of themselves. <laughs> It's a, it's a giant crop circle that to the alien says, send nudes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that explains why they're not here. <laughs> so, uh, not to completely derail the show. <laughs> there Now, there are a lot of people that view crop circles as nothing more than elaborate artwork. That this is something that was designed, there was a plan, and and people went out and said, this is what we're going to do, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and like we mentioned before, it took a team of people all on the same page working very, very quickly to make these things appear. 
and they are amazing and they're beautiful mm-hmm. and they're incredible designs. And and I think that the symmetry of so many of them, when, when you look at something like that, it's just, it's very appealing. You know, it, it, it touches something in the brain that makes you go, wow, how nice. Yeah. Um, you know, though that kind of symmetry, um, it, it really does af- affect you. And so a lot of people just say, Hey, this is, it's really elaborate art. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think about the, uh, the corn mazes that we, you know, we see every, every October. Right. You know, I, I have been, I have been in some pretty elaborate ones mm-hmm. and, and they will, they will show you aerial photographs. I mean, you know, we go through them that, you know, one year it looks like a jack-o'-lantern. Next year it looks like a barnyard animal. And, you know, I've been through one that looked like Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I got I got lost in the pompadour. Oh, yeah. And I, they had to come in and get me. And that's tough to get out <laughs> of the pompadour. Like, uh, like uh, the sideburns are a dead end. Help me get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but Andy Thomas, who I mentioned before, he's got an answer for skeptics. And he says anyone who wishes to debate the origin of crop circles should do their own research based on the evidence available, not on the opinions of other skeptics and debunkers. You know, essentially he's saying, just like all of those things that Adam presented when we were talking about the weird anomalies that happen inside them, there's just not really good explanations for why some of these crop circles behave this way. You know, he's, he's viewing this as evidence that there is another force at work. Now he's, he's not one that sits here and says it's, it's aliens for sure. You know, he's one that says, we don't really know what it is, but it, it, they're not all made by human hand. There is something else at work. And that's why he has dedicated so many years to researching him is to find out why. I mean, I don't think Andy Thomas is going to be disappointed if we somehow learned that there is a weird electromagnetic electromagnetic field in certain parts of the earth that, that alters in such a way that it creates these patterns. Um, I mean, we see patterns in nature that, that follow mathematical principles. So we, we know that there's, there's some type of symmetry to nature. I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. anybody would be just totally disappointed. Maybe a few. If we learn that crop circles were, were exactly that, you know, some, some strange and beautiful anomaly of nature. Um, but a natural you know, like phenomena he, he that we on, don't understand. Exactly. But he does go on to say that, you know, as many of them as you can see that are obvious hoaxes, or that have been discovered to be hoaxes, there are still just so, so many that, that aren't, you know, that are just there without any real evidence to it being man-made. Right. So, you know, he, his, 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 uh, his thoughts to skeptics are, look, you, you research those and then you come back and you talk to me. Right. And then exactly. We've we've leveled the playing field and y- y- you've got your evidence and what you believe and I've got mine and we can debate this fairly. I can appreciate that. Um in fact that that's true with anything. Sure, um, yeah. 
but but this is the this is a very interesting topic and like i said it it i do think it's a more modern thing i do think it's something that you know has only really legitimately occurred over the last 50 years um or at least it's we've only now really noticed it and started to look at it you know closer in the last 50 years um but it it's unusual and it's strange and it's it's graveyard tales material absolutely um, you know whether it's aliens whether it's a fae you know like like adam theorized uh whether it is some freak force of nature we don't know maybe someday we will maybe we never will but you know the fact is is these things do exist um you know they are they are not made up they are not doctored photos these things are legit and you know you can google crop circles and you're going to see a thousand different pictures yep um and they're amazing um but lo- you know look into it yourself or, or even better tell us what you think you know give us your wacky theory or give us your scientifically based theory we don't care we want to hear them all um yep. we've we've told you what we think tell us what you think um you know are are they aliens you know is it is it some you know natural occurring thing you know it's funny they have their own season um you know crops got to grow for you to do True. it i remember when i was a kid uh uh my my dad wrote uh wrote a message to my mom in the front front yard with the lawnmower um <laughs> you know so crop circle so there you go you know <laughs> He, uh, he, he made an outline of the United States in the backyard and I took a picture of it from the upstairs window, <laughs> you know, took it to school. Hey, look what my dad did. <laughs> you know, is it that, <laughs> is it something like that where people are just going, Hey, I'm an artist. I don't necessarily want to take credit for this. We're going to go do this. And this is what you get. So let us know. And, uh, the best way to do that is. Find us on social media, you know, find us on Instagram, Twitter, find us on Facebook, get in our Facebook group where a lot of these discussions occur. Uh, It's a lot of fun. And we've got just now, now thousands of great people that are in this group and communicate back and forth every day. Um, As Adam mentioned at the top of the show, thank you to everyone who has gone on iTunes and given us a rating and a review that really does help bring us up the charts and it brings more people into the graveyard. Um, but be sure and check out our website. It's graveyardpodcast.com. And on our website, you can listen to the show. You can learn more about Adam and myself. You can find links to purchase Graveyard Tales merchandise. And you can become a patron. And I know we've, we sound like we're just saying this over and over again, but we, we really do have some pretty cool Patreon things coming up for the year 2020. Um, so. Keep an ear to the ground for that. And thank you to everyone uh, who has supported the show to this point. You've got us to 100 episodes. Uh, Here's to 100 more. Let's do more, baby. Until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard. See you soon. (laughs) 